Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Fro and Brandon. And we are here to talk about the three-hour movie, Oppenheimer. The story of an American scientist, J. Robert Oppenheimer, and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. It is directed and written by Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah. So, what did you guys think? I liked it. It's a lot. Um, I thought it was a an interesting way that they decided to dovetail Oppenheimer and Louis Strauss's stories to kind of weave in and back and forth between each other to give you a whole picture. I wish, since they were this is a it's a character study. I I wish they had included some of the voices around Oppenheimer that also went into kind of helping to shape his evolution of his morals and his ethics and his realizations of his responsibility to do more than theorize. But um, I got to see it in IMAX 70 millimeter and I was lucky because apparently maybe my city is the only one that has someone who still is a projectionist. So we didn't have any problems in our 70 millimeter. It was absolutely gorgeous. We had a properly sound, balanced soundscape. I think it's the first time that it felt like the audio track matched the rest of the sound design. Um, I loved the score. I now understood this insanely jam-packed uh, cast. I don't know if I needed three hours, but I didn't hate that I had three hours. Um, I really appreciated what he was doing. And I and I and this is the first time in a while that I've seen a biopic that felt like someone understood the source material that they used, the American Prometheus biography by those two historians. Um and took a certain kind of care in adapting it for the narrative that they wanted on screen. And Killian Murphy was perfect casting for Oppenheimer. Um, and I was reminded again that Robert Downey Jr. can play someone besides just himself. And I really appreciated everything about this cast. And I think we should be they we should definitely be talking about them individually and collectively as an ensemble. What'd y'all think? I mean so I feel like the first hour could have been like maybe twenty five minutes. It took a it took a lot. It took a long time to kind of get going, and I think that might have to do with the way they juxtapose a lot of the storylines and the timelines from the very beginning. Like it starts off rocky. Once it gets going, you know, into the second act and the third act, I think that's the film that people are going to see, right? That's what you're buying your ticket to the theater to see. And of course, you know, Christopher Nolan is, is not going to hold back. I think he turned up a lot of the voice work this time. I think he, despite arguing with people, I think he was actually listening so I could clearly hear what people were saying um, because there's a lot of dialogue and it's very necessary in this film. As far as like the sounding, just the, just the, you know, the soundtrack and stuff like that, the soundtracking and the editing and stuff like that is, of course, it's amazing. Um, the visuals are, they are extremely good, but they also, it, it, some of it felt repetitive, right? And I understand like that was, a lot of that had to do with them developing the character and, you know, the way they decided to do it, kind of like what's going on in his head. And I got it, but sometimes I was just like, okay. 
can we can we move on to his to the rest of the story? That's just that's just how it was. Um, the ensemble cast and of course everyone in this, no matter how big or small the role is, uh, pretty much steals the scene when they show up. And you know it. Um, I know it was rough watching them walk out <laughs> when that that sack strike started because that's a whole lot of heavy cast to walk out of, of a screening of a film especially like this one. He, they put a lot into this. Overall, I enjoyed it. It's definitely something I would have to go back and watch again. Um, definitely with the fast forward button. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and mention this now. Um, this, this, is, this is Christopher Nolan's Quentin Tarantino with feet moment as far as Florence Pugh's titties are concerned because there's a whole lot of Florence Pugh titty in this that's just unnecessary. And I'm not saying I don't want to see Florence's titties. I am completely fine with that. But Jesus Christ, bro. Like, she, she's an amazing actress. But that was a whole lot of titty just on screen. It just be on screen, on screen there, tittying. So. All right, let's just be honest yeah. here. The first, ha- uh, the first hour of this movie, the first hour of this movie, when we walked out, we said, first hour of the movie didn't need to exist. I understand why it exists. I understand why it's there. And then we literally went and said, well, we'll allow it because for a few titties. So, um, yeah, this, I, I'll just be honest. Like, I like Christopher Nolan. Y'all know how I feel about Christopher Nolan. It's in this. Um, here's the thing. I'm not really here for three hours of Christopher Nolan non-science fiction films. I'll just be honest. I'm not. I don't need three hours of, the, of Oppenheimer. It's, it's good. It's fine. I, nobody knew. Nobody thought it was going to be a bad movie. Christopher Nolan doesn't make bad movies. Okay. So there's that. But like. Does this movie need to be three hours? Fuck no. It does not. I understand why they decided to do it that way. Um, I think it the first hour takes a little bit of getting used to the jumping around that they're doing. Uh, could they jump between at least like three time periods a little bit? The way they do it. Um, it still doesn't need to be three hours. I get it. You know, Christopher Nolan, you know, decided he needed to still mess with time a little bit in a biopic really um but yeah i'm sorry it's god bless everybody who decides they want to sit through barbie and this back to back i i don't understand how you guys are doing that i don't i don't get it okay there's there's no reason to do that okay so i'm i'm curious do you think that you you guys really think that they should have just started the movie with los alamos that you don't need to know anything about this dude no i don't so I, I don't think so. Kind of do so, don't. Well, because like, yeah, because like, here's the thing. I, I, this is why I understand, and from a film critic point of view, to be be fair, I understand why you need that first hour, but also understanding as a person who doesn't want to sit in theaters anymore, I'm here for Los Alamos, right? Like, I'll be honest, like, this, that's the problem. It's like, do we did we need the first hour from a storytelling point of view probably to get the background of some of the stuff there but we all here to see the mushroom cloud right so mm, in the way i'm in now nah i'm not i don't need to sit three hours in a movie i don't need that first hour i'm just gonna be honest yeah i mean fair enough fair enough i i i i i did I'm not going to lie. Um, but for me, it's because I wasn't here for the mushroom cloud because I knew this movie wasn't actually about 
the bomb and I knew they weren't going to provide any real grounding in the consequences of it. And I, and, and because that they were making it based off American Prometheus, you know, for me, that whole first hour is getting what I didn't, what, what, what I'm kind of upset about with what they gave us in the first hour is because they wasted some opportunities. Like they did a whole lot of talking or they would show you, show him at a party and to give you a sense. And they'd say, Oh, well, he was, you know, we already knew about his, his liberal leanings, but they didn't show you some of the things that were the things that later got his happy ass in trouble. You know, it was more than just him allegedly, you know, kicking it with some communists. He he was a lot like Einstein in the sense that he he had, you know, he integrated some of his lectures. And so there were voices. That's what I mean when I say that there were voices that were necessarily there. And and I feel like the first hour would have been better utilized if they had shown more of on the ground because it was very highbrow like you like you guys said um you know they give you this this visual image of him inside his head and and they juxtapose that to the certain points in his life along the timeline i wish we had gotten some of the other moments along his timeline with some of the other people that he came in contact with because those moments were had carried a much heavier weight when the reality kicked in because for me, this movie was about the person who was lit- the literal inflection point for how the world changed and the realization for a lot of people that, you know, empire building and imperialism is almost always going to win out when you're dealing with American white. And um, so I appreciated the first hour. I so don't actually, so, think that let's, they... so let's start there because I think maybe that's it, right? So that's why I think mm-hmm. I say the first hour uh, is unnecessary because it's the way they did it, right? So going to what you're, okay. going back to what you're saying about the way he integrated lecture and things like that. So that's where I think Christopher Nolan got too cute, right? Because he showed us he does he shows but just right have to point it out, right? So there's times when you see the lectures and you see the black woman sitting there, you see the black folks in the lectures as it starts to goes from one student to more. You see it, but they don't point it out. And so he almost gets too cute during that first hour to spread it out. And I'm like, so are you going to go down that path or not? And the truth of the matter is he kind of almost sits the fence and he doesn't fully commit to it. So it's at that point, it's like, well, Nick, if you're not going to commit, then why are we even here? Let's get right. Let's get to the point where you're trying to get to. And honestly, when you get to, those Alamos, that's when the movie actually picks up and you're like, he actually put some time and effort and things like that into there. So it's this weird thing where that first hour, by design, the way he does it, kind of makes it so... Because like, there's so much other stuff that goes into even the point of of Oppenheimer being picked by um, to, 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 for the, the program, right? They almost like yada yada to go to a point of like, yeah, 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 well, I mean, you, you're not even really doing, you're not even really doing implementation or anything like that stuff, but you know what? I'm gonna go with you anyway. It's like, he's like, the, he's almost like the side character that decides to get pulled in at the time. And I'm like, how do you go from zero to a hundred, like overnight? Right. And so it's, it's a weird thing in which they did. Cause you're like, you almost like you spent an hour, hour and you, you spent an hour that time. And you still almost yada yada the beginning of the story, like see. So okay, so this is my this is where my beef with this film 
really lies with the, how, how Nolan edited and structured this. And this is not something he doesn't do. He does this a lot. If you, if you really, if, you, if you're a Nolan fan, then this is not new territory. Nolan does this thing where he has like events happening in this, in this trend, this literally, it doesn't even feel like transitions are happening. He has things happening in what seems to be real time, but it's actually over a time period. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the way he hides that this is happening is the way he does the music in the background during the mm-hmm. scenes and the conversation. And he keeps movement going on the screen, even when they're talking, even when like someone is just standing around, the camera is moving around this person as if things are happening. He might just be writing two plus two on the chalkboard. Nolan uses that strategy here for the first hour heavily. And there's no way that you can tell me the general audience keeps up with what is actually happening in that first hour. But I don't hour. think he wanted them to, and that's why I'm upset. I, I feel like I know what, exactly like, bro, what you're talking about is the problem. Bro, he doesn't. Like, we're on the same page here. He, he doesn't, because Nolan doesn't care that they don't pick it up. That's why he hides it by doing the transitions and the movement and the conversations the way he does. Nobody is going to, they move so fast and it, it's so like, he doesn't give you time to digest anything. He's just like, either you know what's going on or you don't know what's going on. And, and especially in stuff like this, especially with, it, with something like this that is based on a, a source material that I'm assuming is popular, Nolan does the first hour is if you have read this book. But so here's and the thing, it's like, right? Or that you know, or that you know more about Oppenheimer than Oppenheimer he's just a bomb. Too, yep. Well, and that's that's, exactly that's the thing too. Like so, and I think that that is true. But I think, and and this is why it it's the gift and the curse of a Christopher Nolan, right? Because what you guys are talking about is why I love Christopher Nolan for sci-fi. But then when he does things like Dunkirk or does things like this, I feel like it's you can't exactly. do that. You can't do that. <laughs> for this type of film and so i mean you can and it will work and everybody's still gonna call you brilliant things like that but it you're gonna get caught you're gonna get caught right and that's the thing it's like he you you kind of get a little bit of this when um interstellar right that's why interstellar well is i love interstellar but that's why some folks don't kind of get it um same thing happened with tenant but again because it's sci-fi because it's that kind of stuff i'm like but that's that that works when you do this for this, though, you're like, mm, nah, dude, you can't do that. That doesn't, you can't, you can't do that here. Like, that's, that's not, ex- I, think, that, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think if he, I, I think you're if trying he, to get us I, invested in this person's biography, but you're assuming we already know who they are. No, we exact, don't. Right. Exactly. But I think he could have gotten away with it if he had done what Chris said, if he had 100% committed. But I realized, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I realized this persistent need this persistent belief that you can do these types of stories and you can do these character studies, these deep intro stories that are designed around this person who's in self-reflection, introspection, and forwards and backward looking of their life, especially when you design it around an event like they have to give some kind of testimony, right? That, That you think you can do that and keep this person and keep the world you design around them in a silo. Like that you can leave out critical moments, crucial people uh, and side voices. And, and I say that with a heavy sarcasm on side 
and still tell a true, honest, holistic lecture, look, picture of the person. And you can't because they wanted to keep this world as white and as small and as tight because they kept more than just his tunnel vision and the naivety of this person. And they, 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 he heavily curated the voices we got to hear around him. And he did so much by heavy inference. Like if you don't really understand what was going on back in the day about unionization and, and the firm belief that that was only a thing communists did, this movie gives you sort of kind of an idea. But if you don't also understand that him globe trotting between place to place to meet physicists and talk wasn't the done thing, you, you're, you're, you're going to miss things. But if you also don't get the fact that they skip and yada yada getting the land for where they built Los Alamos, and then we only get one reference later right. as to yeah. what they really did, that's a fucking problem. Well, I think they feel like that was a big, I think in the two of the things you said here, one, I think they, they thought that one little reference was big enough for y'all to have the aha, oh, I get their trash moment. The other one was the him going around talking to all these different physicists and chemists and scientists from all these different countries. But instead of them saying to your face, like, this shouldn't be a problem, but it's a huge problem. They use the trigger words for that time period. So they won't be like German. They'll throw Nazi in there somewhere. or They'll throw communist in there somewhere every time right. they're making that point. They, they definitely dumb that part down but to they, make sure you understand. But they kept the calling they him, they though. kept some stuff highbrow because mm-hmm. he hung out with Black people too. Mm-hmm. There, there were key pivotal Black people that he courted into the Manhattan Project. And, and those relationship cultivations were also indelibly responsible for when it came to him having to the reckoning of his justification of I did this thing, but I don't get to control the outcome past this thing. That's not my job that this is this other guy. You know, all of those voices, we didn't get any of them in the aftermath. We got all of that as silent footage of showing him going from one place to another and seeing magazine covers. And because they yada yada at the beginning and we never heard any of those voices with respect to one conversation of frankness with another person who was concerned about whether or not they could be a part of the project. And I don't want to ruin it because if you see it, it is a, it is kind of an impactful thing. he says, and, and, but there's that one moment, but they never give us that full circle. And, and the rest of the movie of what he's doing and him using his techniques, because I think he used them well. And I like the, the format that he put it in because it allowed him to come to a unique point of full circle. And, and it and it's built around this extreme concept of the arrogance of man and the tunnel vision of white men, specifically, individually, and as a group. And I think it works because that's the inflection point that we really, that this, this movie has a high degree of possibility of talking about a conversation. Like if you've read the book or if you've ever seen anything about this man, One of the things that you know is that he said he came to the realization that no matter what, any weapon you gave America, they're going to use it. And I feel the way that he built up to that point happening in the movie. It's brilliant. So all the techniques that we love about him in sci-fi that we forgive him when he yada yadas for, when you do it in a character study, you're right. You can't, you're going to get caught 
if you're trying to gloss past things that you don't want to talk I, about and right. and you know he smartly created a scenario where he doesn't have to try to address Hiroshima and Nagasaki on the ground because of, again that, that this, and, you that know what I was thinking movie. about that I, I was thinking about that I was like you know what I appreciate them not actually showing that right and I think that that might upset some folks but I actually think it's the right choice because it's horrific and they in the way that they the way he handles that and the impact yes. of you know, I think is wise this is how you get away from the not being disaster porn type deal because also I don't uh, there's also the thing I, I'm kind of torn of two minds one one I'm like I'm glad he didn't do it because that would have been horrific but then two I'm also like you know what though Americans might need to understand how horrific that is because I don't think they understand just right. how horrific the whole thing is but so there, there's that. is from UK and he's assuming that Americans know their history and, and the harm right, right, right. in a real in a real so, world pra right. pra practical so, way that people don't so, but, what, 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 I, mean, I want to finish on some of that though I want to footage Wait, of what? that of that bomb drop that they know what it looks like and i don't think it's going to impact them anymore no 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 i'm not talking about the bomb drop that's I'm not talking what i mean about, that's not I, what i mean i mean i'm the, talking about the effects of having dropped that bomb on those countries and what it did we have so many documents and stuff and those images just be places sometimes just for the fuck of it i don't I, think him doing that in this film would have the same way that when you put certain things in black films historical black films it's going give people a better understanding of what we've been no 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 I don't, no, no that's, that's not, not what that, i mean no, no, that's not no, what yeah. i mean i, I mean saying, i'm saying i don't think those images would I, have done i don't think americans needed to see it to have a better understanding no that's i don't think that, that's not no no I, I, what i'm saying is I, I i'm glad he didn't do it because we can avoid the disaster porn discussions that would have come yes. after it that's that's 100%. that's 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 i i agree i i agree i i don't think that's what we needed to be in here but, i agree on, but with I, both of but you there's, but, but there's what, what i'm also saying is there there are moments after when he's come to the realization that this ain't good that this this is a power i've, I've put this power in the wrong hands there there's 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 a whole bunch of stuff that he does right. that we don't get to see and and the reason we don't get to see it is because it doesn't involve white people so right, can we yeah. talk about can we and talk about on, how this is portrayed but, in the film? But, but, but can hold on, we, but hold on. Can we talk about but hold on, before we get the I wanted there's one thing around that sticking to the, the thing because it's also like this is where the struggle of this this again it's a good film and things like that but this is also where I'm like hmm you know there are when you don't fully commit early on when you do things later on that are the historical parts that do things there. You, you have commentary and things that happen or are said that sometimes people may not get to say, oh, no, that really happened. So, like, there's a mm -hmm. moment in there where they're talking about how, oh, when they're selecting the target, and there's a comment that's made by somebody in there about why they're not going to pick a certain location. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, that was actually real. That's actually what was said. That's 100% real. That's 100% real. real. And so that's where, that's where the, other, the other problem comes in here. It's like when you decide to yada yada some other things, when there are some things that should be holy shit, that's actually what was, it doesn't have the same impact anymore because you're like, oh, right. I don't know how much of your, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that once Oppenheimer was on the back end of things, I really wish that some of the time that he had put on the front end, he had given to that part of the, movie 
so people would have a better understanding of how he came full circle and it wasn't just like it wasn't just this argument that he got in with a person or it wasn't just this one encounter and this one moment of realization that there were people that he had to deal with that 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 he that he spoke with and 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 they weren't all physicists that there were encounters like that like people like it impacted him i do appreciate and i agree with you the way that they handled him hearing about what happened on the ground after the bombs hit i actually think that was perfect because they Mm. never moved the camera off him it's in black and white and you get a three-quarter shot off the front of him you hear the person talking you hear uh projectors you know that something's being projected onto the screen but you're just looking at killian murphy's face and i thought listening to what that person was saying had been done and happened in those moments and watching his face was brilliant but he's expecting that to do a lot of heavy lifting and i think it's 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 other things end up being a little unearned but the bigger part of it what it is is i think it's this arrogance and this conceit that you think that that filmmakers particularly white filmmakers and i and i'm sorry i have to say that because i'm talking with specificity in this situation is they think that they can tell these narratives and they can keep them siloed and they can cherry pick which parts of the world outside of the window as it existed the world as it functioned around the person who is at the center of your character study and they can continue to whitewash it and erase out people and those moments and those voices don't need to be there and i'm not saying that they needed to center the voices and then bring in all these people to talk and like have a moment where he's like going down the street shame shame and having shit thrown at him like tomatoes by japanese people but you don't have to to center someone to keep a critical voice in and without those critical voices in, I feel like this you get the comments that you guys are making now about what was really majorly critical about the first act but I also think that it it, it takes away a bit of roughness and and realness and weight that the second and the third act needed because that's where that whole uneasy tone that he's built up and is done so perfectly with the music and the visuals especially with how he was playing with light were leading you to so when you get to the moments and you see that they're physically skipping over things or they put something that needs to be said that they know needs to be said and they put it in the the mouth of a white person the conviction behind what's being said it don't it doesn't ring and it doesn't read the same and it kind of dilutes what you're doing and i think that's crazy given how brilliant so much of what he was doing this movie is um i mean so like i'm listening i'm listening to both y'all and i my only justification i think for why nolan might have did this the way he did other than he's white um (laughs) is i i kind of i kind of think with the way he wanted to portray this character that he wanted to have this kind of what 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 were his what were his how did he really feel about about this this weapon he gave us what were his actual convictions and kind of leaves you watching this film questioning his ambitions because there were points where i was like 
and this comes up in the third act, right? When they're having the whole, I don't know what that was supposed to be um, about his clearance or whatever. Um, depositions or whatever that was, I don't hearing that wasn't a hearing. It was an appeal. It, this, yeah, this, this kind of comes up when they like they directly ask him pretty much, would you do this again? Like, do you feel bad? Oh, do, do you have this type of remorse now? And this is kind of played throughout the whole film with his, with his character. And it's kind of presented in a way at times where he is naive, but I don't, but then later on you figure out, no, he's not naive. He's, he's calculated in a lot of the shit that he does. And it presents itself as naive. So there are points where like he is making, he is shaking hands or he is agreeing to do things with certain people. And you as the audience are watching these interactions and watching these characters and these personalities. And you know, you can see the villainous nature. You can see how this is going to bite him in the ass later on, right? And how this person might not have the same convictions that he has presented at other points in this film, especially with his interactions with certain groups and people and his openness, it seems, to include everyone in his science, right? But then... There are other things that he does in this film, and I'm just kind of like, see, I don't know if Nolan is trying to make me think that he's a good, that he's doing bad things as a good guy and doesn't understand it, but does understand it, but it's, the ball has gotten rolling, so now rolling, so now he kind of feels like if he's in control of it, maybe it won't happen the way it's going to happen. Or, as the question comes up later on, does he really want his name to just, does he really want the prominence that's going to come with what he knows is going to happen? He wanted to know if it would work. I, he I didn't think care. Was, I think it was more than that. I think, I don't think, I don't think it was just, if, I'm just, and I, this is just based on the film. This is not based mm -hmm. on historical readings or anything. I haven't read, and I'm actually interested in reading stuff about him based because of this, because of the way, because of the way Nolan framed his characterization. That's, I, I'm more interested in now finding out yeah. what his reading his actual quotes and things he actually said because i do agree he wanted to see, he wanted to see if it was work like that like that is definitely portrayed but also the reckoning that was going to come the damage that it's going to produce he was absolutely aware of this and mm -hmm. i i'm questioning if he did want to be the first person to do it if he was like i understand what is going to happen and I want to be the guy whose name is associated with it. Do I feel all, bad all about of it? it? Absolutely. Is I think it going it's all to of put it. me in a, a fucked up mental state, right? Where I'm seeing the visuals of the decimation? Yes. But Will I, 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 I do it again? Absolutely. Like, I, I also I, think that they played it pretty well with the idea of the concept that, like, a lot of stuff that he does, I do believe, was just through this, the, the naivety and the arrogance of genius. Um, I mean, you know, there's one point in the movie where he kind of is, he kind of brushes off someone saying, uh, you know, you need to watch your step. And he basically says, nigga, I'm Oppenheimer. Obviously, he doesn't say it that way, but that's kind of what he brushes it off. So I think that's some of it, but he was also a bit of a reprobate and an asshole. And geniuses uh, tend to be. I mean, we <laughs> see Florence Pugh mean, for a reason. So, I mean, I mean, you know, he was getting some, some white geniuses as well. I mean, 
but I but I also I also think it's all of that. I think I think that's the thing that I think that they do really well in this movie is they re they they like this he's a tragic ass man. And I wasn't trying to say that I think the reason why some of the things were being done or portrayed the way they were is because it's being told by a white person. I'm saying it because I think some of the considerations and the concerns that perhaps another someone who comes from another race or ethnicity might come into the room and think about when they're deciding what's the lens through which they're going to portray something they don't think about because it doesn't dawn on them. And if there's no voice in their ear going, but what about, or, Hey, did you think about this? Then it doesn't get brought up. So I also think that's also a lot, ironically enough, that Christopher Nolan has in common with Robert Oppenheimer. Um, and I think for a lot of things that he didn't think about it until someone put it in front of his face or if he had a particular I mean, disdain a... for something and it wasn't relevant in that specific moment in time, he pulled it, we'll worry about it later. And I think he also gave himself a lot of excuses. I think he created space and he and he also made justifications because he wanted to see. He well, I mean, wanted to know. Well, this is, well, Does it match the thing that's in my head? Well, I think this is, I mean, yes, I think all of that. I think you're drawing that parallel between Oppenheimer and, and we know this about Christopher Nolan, right? He's been a big pusher on the, everything goes to go back to the theater. You can only see this stuff in the theater. I'm like, nigga, no. I mean, no. I mean, I love your mm -hmm. shit, but like, nigga, calm, calm the fuck down. But I also think there's this thing going back to what you were saying, Brandon. I think, yes, with the character, it's, and I think this is where, I think this is another reason why I really like the back half of the, the back half of this film really does this because it, it gets you to the idea of it's the whole you know dr frankenstein stuff what have i created mm -hmm. i you know i or even going back all the way to jurassic park right and talking about thinking about jurassic park it like you spent so much time thinking you know wondering if you could you didn't think if you stopped to think if you should right and you're like hey you know what it'd be great and i'm glad he didn't do this in the film or at the end of the film or anything like that but the through line between this and the whole ai discussions right now you're just like Y'all really don't learn a goddamn thing, do you guys? You guys really just are so preoccupied with, oh, well, no, it's great. Oh, it's going to, again, the whole idea with the bomb. It's like, oh, it's going to end all wars. It's going to end all wars. You'll never have another war at the end. And then you get to the end, you're like, and then you're, and then you're like, actually, shit, I, uh, fuck, no. It's like they didn't consider the fact of, yes, it could end all wars. And if everything was to, you know, be, if, if humans weren't humans, Yes, that would be the rational thing to do. But like, are we rational? No. So should he we have this power? No. Like, right. This some of it he, he overestimated. Yeah, they but some of it he overestimated the empathy and compassion and care of people. Right. Some but of it. But that's. But that's. But that's a. That's really a overestimated. But that's it wasn't a human. That was the fear to aspect of it yeah. too. He was like, once they see how, what this does, they'll just stop. Stop doing it, right? And, and then, but and you also, yeah, but you. That's not how but white you, people work at all in any language. Well, it, well it's not just white people. It's how anybody works, not right? People, it's like it just people. people in general don't work that way. It's like we every utopian society you think about in the movie comes into what? Yeah, we almost killed ourselves. So we rallied together and came together and like, yeah, nigga, we do that for like, like we like, are we forgetting that this that all these movies post COVID hit differently when you go. Guys, we couldn't even stay in our homes for a year during a deadly pandemic. It hits different now. You're like, mm, mm. could you imagine trying to keep everybody in a town now? How much of a seed it would be? They you, you never know, would have you, been you able know, to. You know, you know the funny thing. You know the funny. You know the funny thing is. You know, 
You know what? Post COVID, this movie and everything, and and just how we do everything from from atomic weapons to AI. You know what thing that really goes back and you look at it going like, "Yep, nope, that is the dumbest ending ever." Watchmen. Sorry, uh, uh, Watchmen. Yeah. The whole I'm like, I ever nope. Like everybody goes and like, and I, I, I I'm not to defend Zack Snyder, but I've I've always said that the movie ending is so much better than a book. And everybody like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm like, no, 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 guys. And Zack Snyder at least understood in that case, or somebody did understood. You need to give people that. You need to. It needs to be a top. You need to do that. The fake alien monster thing isn't gonna cut it. That's not gonna cut it. You're not gonna be able to do it. This is more. That was more realistic, and everybody hated it. But I'm like, looking back, I'm like, no, guys, no, no, no. That is exactly how it would be. It would last for like maybe a year and a half, and then we would go back to trying to kill each other. Like um, that is I mean, the I'm reality. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about this, and honestly, just like with with what we're talking about here, with what I learned from COVID, it is a direct. Like I don't know what drug King was on at the time, but the stand is an accurate fucking prediction of how much we care about each other. Well, listen, he lives in a small town. That's how. That's why it was so accurate. It gets out because we couldn't keep those people at that base. Mm-hmm. It spreads because people cough on each other all the fucking time, and one percent of the population ends up being left. We're lucky we avoided that. We really are. But like, mm-hmm. even even in this film, I'm looking at the way he's portraying Oppen- Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer, and to myself, I'm like, I kind of feel like Nolan needs to have a did the token fall or not in every film, and it's. Is Oppenheimer sad that he did this or proud that he did this? I think both. Moment in this film, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a, for yeah. me. I'm, that's how it ends for me with like with this face and stuff. I was like, that is the question he wants. People, he wants to leave lingering in people's minds. Think he's a good guy or a bad guy? You think he was a misunderstood guy who made a mistake, a very big mistake, or did was this was his passion did his passion sub- passion subconsciously drive him to do this well i think and there's also i think i think, I think, yeah. I, think he's, I think he's a genius that was um pointed you know he's pointed got, they were pointed in the wrong got, direction got caught up and then, spend the, and then spend the less the rest of his life trying to correct a mistake trying to put the genie back in the bottle after you let it out and you're like it's not gonna happen and so even a little bit at the end you're like you're almost kind of punishing yourself for doing this because you made a horrible miss it's the one thing of hey you know for a scientist you made a horrible miscalculation right like you know it it goes it goes back to that through and again there's some things that happen in this film that have good through lines where you're like oh man the the movie's so long people might not get it but the whole thing about the calculations and do you in the world things like that you're like and they they come back to the end to that at the end of the film and you're like ah yeah 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 no 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 you you kind of did it just not when you thought you did it Right. It's, just, it's for me. It's it, for me. It's like and I, like y'all. I'm on it. I guess I'm kind of on a different page of y'all with this because I kind of I kind of draw a direct line between did, did was he a person that did something really horrible and he was trying to spend the rest of his life trying to atone and fix it, or like this is the same guy who <laughs> had an affair and was crying over the woman who committed suicide because he could not go to her on his wife's shoulder like that's that's the line of joke like bruh i mean i think okay there's a difference between being a womanizer and being a terrible 
a terrible I husband mean, and a womanizer and like being Chris, the destroyer of worlds, right? There's different degrees. It yeah. doesn't mean that one cannot be something that shows you signs of another. Uh, I don't see, agree with okay, that. Okay, but see, that. this is the thing. You guys, I think it's not terms of whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy. I think it's, I, I don't even think it's a time that he didn't spend the rest of his life atoning. You know, he he did work on, he went and yeah. he continued to do work and he continued to do government work, which means he was still in the business. He just thought he had more, he could have more control. Yeah. He was, and, and I think this is the thing. And it's a lesson we still haven't learned, especially I can control it. No, 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 seriously, guys, seriously, guys, I know this is all sounds bad. I know this is all going to go. I know we're talking about AI and things like that. I know you guys have seen Skynet and all the movies, but no, no, trust us, guys. We're not going to be that bad. And I'm just sitting there going like, okay, I just. But it, just... but it kind of it kind of makes sense, Chris, because <laughs> if he was and this, this is just I'm just going off the way I'm kind of seeing this again. It kind of makes sense if he feels like he can control this now that he's he's given us this devastating ass weapon, this world any weapon. If all countries start to use this on each other at the same time, right? He it, it makes sense that he would feel like he can control it if he was the whole time wanting to be the person who who gave this to the world in the first place who went and got the fire and brought it back, right? He really that, that truly just thought that he would get to have a say. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't, I think it's all of it, but I really truly think that, and part of it is because he didn't see things as zero sum and because he was such a theorist. Um, sometimes he was willing to wait to see if something broke because he's like, well, we have this theory and we have all these ideas, but we're not really going to know until we know. (laughs) And I think that, that, that area of justification that he gave is pretty much how he lived his whole damn life. It's how he treated women. Like, well, I don't know if this is going to work when the tool is not going to work. I don't, you know, Hey, listen, I don't know if I'm going to see your titties or not, but I'm going to try. I'm gonna try, but I also I loved how they did more than just the, like the relationship between Florence and him. Um, I love how they play it and leave the open question about what actually happened to her. Because it's still like an open question. Like it's later been definitive proof that that person, that, that, that the character that she's playing was, was trying to cultivate him. And then, you know, you get to see through the movie and then you get to the end and the question is why. But I, I really, I really think sometimes it comes down to it. And I still think that we have scientists now. It's why they get in bed with, um, uh, with energy companies and they go work for them and they're in their labs it's not just because of the money they think well if i'm at the ground level then i can i i can help i can help mitigate i can help guide i can help turn you this know, in the direction hey and what he does that sound absolutely... like guys hey what does that sound like what? does that sound like a lot of the people that joined the trump administration are like no 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 but we need the adults in the room so as long as i'm there I'll I mean, be able to keep this just, this yeah. is a justification they gave for everything for why they it, the Tea Party managed to get control of the legislature. Well, mm-hmm. legislative. Well, we have to have a quote unquote checks and balance on the the black president is go all the way and find all the white supremacists and racists and libertarian small government cut people and put them in the legislature, and then we'll be balanced out and we can keep the Negro from going too far. I mean, th- th- this 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 idea that it hasn't really gone anywhere, and it comes from this really weird place. And I, that's why, for the people, I feel like, who were saying, 
why did we need to make this movie? Why did there need to be a movie about Oppenheimer? I do not feel like Christopher Nolan was trying to deify Oppenheimer, unlike um, somebody whose initials are RS appears to be about to try to deify um, a tiny despot sometime this year. Um, But I do think that it's worth watching this movie and seeing all of these contradictions and this this willful ignorance and this it's knowing acceptance of the possibility of catastrophic <laughs> harm i had to figure out who and, you were talking about for a second there and i was like oh napoleon oh okay i got it now yeah yeah oh and then i was like i was like but wait but then i was like and i was like who's art i was like wait oh of course i'm like come on yeah i saw the trailer for that and i was just like nobody talks about him <laughs> There are plenty of people who talk about them, but they're no, all people no, who want to be warlords. I'm talking about people that we would want to be in a room with or around. No, no, none of them. None of no. Yeah, you were correct. No, none of those no. people talk about versus it. That's why versus Oppenheimer, we're talking about one of the most cat, most catastrophic events in history, in human history. Like, do yes, make a movie about this, please. Make a good and, movie. And, and I'll about, say again to, to circle back. You know, probably doesn't need to be three hours. Right, we probably yeah, could have gotten no, about two and a half, but yeah, I think you could have shaved some. But I'm gonna let him cook. I, you know, hey, hey, listen, it's Christopher Nolan, right? Like, here, uh, I know we're saying some of the things didn't work and things like that, but let's be honest. Like, Christopher Nolan will be sort of an eight, right? So then he got to do something really bad. Somebody's gonna do it. Right. I'd rather be him than Cameron. Could you oh, imagine if Ridley Scott had decided to oh, make this movie? My God, don't. Oh. See now I gotta give it an, I gotta another point five because now I'm like I gotta bump it up a little bit because now I'm starting to think about everybody who else who could have done mm-hmm. this film this and it wouldn't have worked. I don't like flaws and all flaws and all. This was a brilliant character study. I hate and you right now. I'm sorry. Now I'm thinking about you're welcome. Fucking, you're now welcome. I'm fucking thinking about that shit and you're I'm like, welcome. oh my I'm god, it would have been it would have been three hours and we would have gotten five. It would have ended with it would have ended with. The bomb going to the Trinity test. It would have ended there. And you're like, yeah. what did we do? Well, yeah, actually, it was the prequel to Oppenheimer. Like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Like, yeah, did- Denise had been given this movie. Remember, Mr. remember, remember what Mr. he did? Dune. Fucking Robin Hood? And you're like, wait, what what are we doing yeah. right now? Jesus fucking Christ. God damn it, man. Yeah. And and but that's that but that's why I say I think I think talking about this and having this conversation. And this is a good person to have this conversation around, especially in the United States, because he was here. And it speaks a lot to this 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 greed, this this unrelenting arrogance. Like the end of this movie, how they like the the visuals that he puts up for how he ends this movie and like the voiceover that's there at the end is brilliant. It's just flat out fucking brilliant. And 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 that's why, as much as I wish that we had gotten some more of the gritty to go with the grim, the uneasy tone that he maintained from beginning to end, and nobody else doing that except Christopher Nolan. And you're welcome for me putting that other guy in your head so you can remember how badly and how terrible this no, could have gone yeah, no, in someone thanks. else's hands. No, no, saying. no, I appreciate that. All right, what are we giving us out of 10? Hmm. Mm. Huh. I give Florence Pugh's titties an eight, so I'll give this an I eight. Hate, I hate you so much. She did look good, man. She looked good. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know. First of all, it, there was a whole conversation that I 
cannot wait for certain people. To, there was a whole thing going on on Twitter about the fact that she is what 20, 30 years younger than the the lead actor it is, but the relationship between Oppenheimer and her character was only like 15 or 20 years. I don't know. Either way, Listen. that group was on full protest. We're tired of old white men in, in Hollywood getting to have these, getting I, I, to be, I, I, have yeah. love interest in films who are 20 years old and shit, or 30 years younger than them. When they see what Christopher Nolan did with her, shut up. Listen, here, they yeah, are yeah. going to lose oh, their yeah. So, so here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Guys. I, everything, I, I hear you. I hear what they're saying. I understand that you're probably right on this things. But me being more removed from, from Twitter, now I can say this now, because I don't give a fuck no more. If you can get Florence Pugh titties in 70 millimeter IMAX, you get Florence Pugh titties in 70 millimeter IMAX. I don't give a fuck about no t- I'm just, I'm just, you know I'm just, what? Giving them humping. This is Listen, yes. when we're talking about destroying worlds and, 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 yes. and atomic bombs, the one thing that we can all agree on that can bring, you know, the one thing that can bring world peace here, for a few titties. So I'm just saying. It's, no, it's, it's either her titties or the way she ride, because Florence Pugh know how to fucking ride, too. This is, a, I mean, I was looking at this like, oh listen, my God. What listen, she it's, it's I hate she both of you so much. I'm just saying. He, that's, that's her acting. I just, I'm just giving her her I, thought. I hate you both so just, much. No, yeah. I don't like it when it feels like someone is just doing something for shits, giggles, and gratuitousness. Right. But It absolutely was in this, though. It was there, not a freaking story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, listen, they, Flores did not have to put on that amazing of a show. Hey, <laughs> look, I mean, if you're going to be here and you're going to do it, you don't have a problem nah, with it. I'm nah, like, when has, when has Florence ever, when so has Florence ever shown up and just done a, done a scene and didn't put her full... Yeah. Florence is a yeah. rebel, dog, and it's so <laughs> in the scene, like that, no, there are not many actresses who would have shown up for this role and done it the way Florence done it. All right? That's why Florence Pugh was cast, because no one Multiple. else could do that. That scene where she is staring at Olivia Wilde over the back of that chair, mm. they got beef. They got real life beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. They, okay. they do the have real life beef. Hello? Did you not tell the other movie? They I mean, got... not, not Olivia Wilde. Emily Blunt. Excuse me. Oh, Her yeah. Emily no. Real life no. Beef. I don't the know if they got real life beef, but she, they both were acting there. At some point or something. Right. I mean, yes, I, th- I, think, both, I think I think I think after seeing I think after seeing that they both played and gave the roles the energies they are, and it like, oh, yeah. like as, we didn't talk about Emily Blunt at all in this, by no, the way. But as long as we can don't come back later and find out that like she was pressured into doing the scenes the way they were, as long as she's a hundred percent embraced it, I didn't find there to be anything wrong with it. I like I, I felt I understood what they were going for. That's another yeah, point I, where I say, huh? I'm never going to be mad if they, she decides she wants to be naked. We are not complaining, bro. I'm congratulating. Okay. okay. But I don't want to downplay and say like the only purposeful use for her being there was because she was naked. Like that is not what I we mean. That's not what we're no, saying. Okay. We're appreciating I mean, art. Yeah. We are okay, appreciating yes. art here. We You're are appreciating we are, the art. We are okay, art. We are art. we are appreciating okay. the arts. I in matter of fact, I support the actors and actresses who are out there striking. <laughs> you know what? They have the right to show their titties if they want to show their titties. That's right. Yes. That is what and I'm even here when for. they tell you to stop, make sure you give them their flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or apparently, you know, better lighting and some baby oil. Yeah. Bro, uh, we're, we're, yeah, what is your? You never gave your rating, was... bro. Huh? You never gave your rating. 
this one? Oh, I'm sorry. You distracted me by talking about Naked Florence too. I'm always going to be down for that conversation. But you are correct. We did not talk about Emily Blunt enough. Um, and I, I think I'm going to give this nine smirks. Uh, Emily Blunt at the end of the movie talking to the uh, prosecutor smirks. Nine of them. Oh, no. Talking to the old boy when the, at, at, the, yeah. at the very end where she gets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, or the non-handshake? Oh yeah, yeah. The, no, the non, not even the non-handshake. Nine reasons the, not the, to shake the, your the, bum the, ass the, hand. The non-handshake and the From way she—I I feel like she, like it was like she had like like a dentures or something like that. Even though, like the way she like moved the dentures in her mouth on something like, no, nah, what, what you what you here for? Why are you still standing here? I I ain't my husband. <laughs> Type shit. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but no. Um, but I really also liked the part where she was like, "You," when Emily was like, "Get your shit together. You have people depending on you. You don't get to commit the crime and be the victim." Hmm. And I can't wait till people see it because saying it out of context don't tell you nothing. But yeah, no. So this is a nine out of ten for me because I told I'm telling you, flaws and all, flaws and all. This movie is brilliant. And I don't care. All right. So you guys have it. That is a review for. Where are you? Yeah. What was your number, bro? Oh, I didn't give you a number. I thought I gave mine. Oh, so it was. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave the 0.5 for the. (laughs) I gave the 0.5 for the extra for the titty. So it was starting at an eight. We had to bump it up for a 0.5 for the titty. So we're at eight and a half. Right. So, yeah. You said it was a titular performance. Titular performance. Yes. Yes. You know, you got to. You got to. You got to give it the titty bump, you know. So, I hate. You know, I hate. We know, the, did a we the, did a the, really the good titty, job. The titty bounce, of staying the course and being serious <laughs> and critical analysis. You know, and just, just sometimes. You know, sometimes this was a very critical you. analysis. Yeah, just just saying. Okay, sometimes you know, there's a no. Bounce, no, like, no I'm just saying and, we went. We made you know, it all the way through the movie gotta, talking about the themes and all of that jazz. And we get oh, to the no, end. No, to be fair, we started with the titties when Brandon started talking because we did talk about the titties. That's right, you did. I definitely made sure that we were going to circle back around to titties to them titties. Yes. Around. From the left to the right, yes. the right to the left. Yes. I look. I'm never going to be mad at a movie that fully utilizes every single character, but doesn't fridge any of the women. So if we have to end on titties, they're Florence Pugh's, and therefore I'm okay with. It. She gonna start. She know, she about to start a whole TikTok culture of read Sanskrit to me. That's just. Oh my god! <laughs> we have to stop. We about to spoil. <laughs> Can you really spoil this movie? Can you really spoil this movie? What is her only no. fan? <laughs> she can get my money. Mm. <laughs> Just read two pages. <laughs> Just give me two pages. Hit me up with a paragraph. <laughs> read a footnote. Just mm. not a footnote. <laughs> is that I don't understand. How is that graph okay? Because he was in there. I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe. Movie trailer reviews. We have more reviews of something coming up. I got to figure out what what's next. So, are we uh, talking about Barbie? Did y'all see it? I did not see Barbie. We see what Barbie? No, I'm not. Yeah. Barbie. Uh, I, I want to see it. I was thinking about it, and then I decided, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> so no. No, 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 no. You you should you should go see it. No, I think I'm fine. I think I'm. Gonna go. Anna, are you gonna go see it? I'm going to see it at some point. I want to go. If I go see this without Ashley, I, I'm going to have problems in my household. 
okay, I don't want you to have no problems in your house. I'd like you to stay, hopefully, forever happily married. Um, so, okay. Just understand, when we circle back around and we start doing conversations about awards movies, I would like to do a spoiler discussion in part. Okay. When you're held hostage. Huh? Is it about Ryan Gosling? I don't need a movie to talk about Ryan Gosling. I'll talk about Ryan Gosling any damn day of the week. All day. I was talking about his acting. Oh, he actually acts in it. It's, it's, they, they, it's, I, mm. that's why I'm going. I'm going because of Ryan Gosling's moments in all the trailers. That's what I care about. Yes, you will not. He, he gives the full treatment from beginning into the movie. So, yes. I just got home from Barbie. That's what I'm saying. It. That's why I asked if we were going to talk about it. Mm. Yeah. So. All right, folks. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace.